Hey guys, welcome back to yet another episode of this Techie Podcast. Before we jump into the main event, I would just like to shed some light on the recent events that have been happening in Nigeria. There is an anti-robbery squad known as SARS in Nigeria that was initially put in place to protect civilians against armed robbers. Instead, they extort, rob, rape, harass and kill the innocent youth of Nigeria. They profile anyone with a nice car, nice looking clothes or for simply having a smartphone, assuming that you partake in fraud or criminal activity. SARS officers will go through your phone, forcibly remove you from your vehicle, force you to withdraw money whilst threatening to beat or kill you. They are known and notorious for their blatant abuse of power, but they are backed by Nigerian laws. After the recent spike in deaths, beatings and rapes, Nigerians have been protesting since October 8th, 2020. So you're probably thinking, why am I telling you this? What can I do? Firstly, you can spread awareness. Use your voice like I'm doing right now. Donate, repost, links or stories that you see on social media and support the cause. We must call out and stand against police brutality, not just in America, but all over the globe. Nigerian Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, and SARS. Thank you. Hey, hey guys, welcome back to yet another episode of It's Techie Podcast. You're joined by me, your baby girl, your host, Kose Yisiade, and another special guest. I say this every episode, <laughs> but it's true. Another one of my faves. This, if you don't know about Shaft, then I don't know where you've been. This guy <laughs> is literally always trending on, on Twitter, on the gram for his look. Oh my God. <laughs> for his fly look. Wow, that was probably just once, two years ago. My 15 minutes of fame. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but um, I just love you as a person, oh, what you're doing. You. And I think, um, yeah, this, this particular topic about like moving out, owning a home is perfect for you because you've literally done just that I don't know I don't know how but we, we're gonna talk about for it for sure for sure out. um so yeah introduce yourself um for those who don't know who you are what you do oh okay so just simply put um my name is Shafiq also known as Shabazz for people who don't know um jeez oh, um so yeah uh I can't even say I'm a recent graduate because it's been two years so I'm now well you can you can say I'm a professional uh, now, right? So um, I work in the corporate world. I'm into, started off as, essentially as um, in the core marketing side of things, as brand marketing, and then slowly, gradually just changed my roles into more product um, and portfolio development. Um, yeah. To see it. And he's a full-time baddie. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Listen, you know what? You keep on gassing me, but that's you. I see you on the ground, course. I see you. Oh my yeah. gosh. And okay. you know what? Actually, Sorry. Felix is going to kill me if I do not plug Ideas Lab. So, oh, yeah. So, of okay. Plug away. Co founder of Ideas Lab. What Ideas Lab is, it is a way, a platform, a tool for you, student entrepreneurs, to get in touch with other like minded people to elevate and kind of achieve your vision of what your business is. It's more about adding value and uh, making sure you get to the next level with our help, with the people that we know. And uh, it's basically just like a hub, um, a network that you can be part of. So, yeah. Love it. Guys, I'm also a part of um, the the network, by the way. Yes. So <laughs> let me, um, I'll plug, I'll put um, all of the Ideas Lab information in the Instagram um, post. 
but yeah, you can probably tell by the title that we're going to be talking about moving out, being a first-time buyer. Shafiq is actually a first-time buyer. So talk to me about that, like motivations to move out. Because you literally, it was like we were in uni, you graduated, and then literally a year later, you're like, okay, I bought a house. I was thinking, huh? <laughs> um, I think, like you said, the motivations behind purchasing a property, I never had any idea or any kind of, um, thoughts of getting onto the property ladder beforehand. So what happened was um, in my final year of university, I actually got um, an offer from the same company I did my internship my internship with. Um, so that meant um, moving to London. Um, so, so oh, yeah, you're not based in London, no. So I'm, right? I'm not based in I'm not based yeah. in London. So essentially, what that meant is trying to save enough, like as a student, right? Because in my, in our final year no one really had the time to to do a part-time job because obviously you, you, you're trying to yeah. achieve the best grade possible right so yeah so what I, I what i did was um i worked in a call center in my final year as like i think the standard eight to 12 hours a week and that money yeah, so basically okay. anything that i got from that job was stashed aside every month i didn't touch a single penny from that money um essentially because i knew um that before I moved to London, there's a few things that you need to factor in. The first thing is actually um, your deposit for a house, which is normally six to eight weeks. So depending on which area you decide to move into, it's going gonna, it's gonna to vary. Um, the next stage was the next kind of big expense is obviously paying your first month's um, rent in advance. Right. So you're already looking at probably two and a half to three times the amount of your rent that you have to pay in advance. That's the problem. By Listen, the way. like, oh, these landlords, especially in London, and, and that, I really yeah. enjoy living in that house. Um, I really did. But only thing is, it came to a point where I was spending close, to, like, almost a grand on a bedroom in a house. Eesh. Okay. When that could really be mortgage money. Also, was was that the like the turning point for you when you decided, like, okay, I don't want to rent anymore. I want to own because this is too much money going out of my account um, every, you know, month to a property that isn't even mine. It was I more so to- like, a li- so obviously my whole thing was let me now continue working and just in- enjoy being in London. So I didn't mind paying that mm-hmm. rent to begin with, right? So I was paying almost a thousand pounds a month um, on rent. Exactly. Ew, ew, ew. That's like people really do pay like a thousand plus pounds for like a three bedroom house to rent, and that one, was just one, one room. room. That's it. So, Crazy. um, so what happened was I did that for I think about nine months, and then slowly I started getting more, um, like a diff, like the people who lived in the house start, started moving out. So I had new uh, flatmates. And and they okay. weren't the, they weren't bad. Don't get me wrong. It's just you know when you're used to living a certain way, and then new way, people yeah. come and kind of disrupt it. And obviously you adapt as much mm-hmm. as you can. But when it comes to a point where it's you know when when something bothers you for more than a, I don't know is, is it two days or three days then you have an actual problem with it. So was that like the the? It the wasn't. It wasn't. Even, that kind of made me think maybe I can move out and rent an apartment so okay so, okay. so that's when it kicked okay, off like yeah, maybe i just sense. need my own space so that was around when yeah. i got my first promotion at work um yeah so yeah it, it, it came up it kind of came at a right time where i was thinking 
maybe that's maybe you know what this yeah. this additional income that's coming in i can probably try to rent a place um it might be a bit further out but then I'm, i have my own space um so i was looking around yeah. um at apartments and it was i think the ones that i was looking at came up to about 1200 to 1300 pounds a month then then i was like this is still a bit pricey for one bed right so i kind of let it go and i just continued working etc I got a phone call from the bank just telling me about different, um, you know how the usual, like credit cards, we have different savings accounts. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. eligible so, for this. You're and I asked, okay. then, then I thought, um, is there a way I can do like a, some sort of a financial check? Um, just speak to someone like a financial advisor to see where I currently am and what I need to do in order to achieve a certain goal. At that point, is my, yeah. getting a house was still not on my mind. And um, that's when I booked an appointment and I went to speak to someone from my bank. And um, the guy was very, very helpful. He was um, like an older Pakistani man. Uh, When I say say older, he's probably... (laughs) I'm 25 now, so he's probably in his early 30s. Um, And he was just asking me... You know, know, the thing is, once you, you speak to someone who you can relate to, right? You... Yeah, so I think maybe he might have seen a bit of yeah. himself in you. He's like, oh, yeah, this guy, he makes sense. Yeah, and, and, and the, and the thing is, you tend yeah. to be more open with those kind of people. Like, it's weird right? how humans work. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a stranger, essentially. I don't know this guy. He doesn't know me. But... Yeah, that's yeah, literally like yeah. us, though, to be fair. like how Francisco, yeah, that's insane. Like, imagine, that was like a random... <laughs> uh, like, we just pulled up to your accommodation because of that uni trip. Exactly. And then look at us now. <laughs> Trust. so yeah so that's the thing so so we we started talking and he was like are you are you renting at the moment because obviously it's part of a financial check they ask you what are your main outgoings uh based off uh, mm-hmm. your income and he kind of analyzes to see where you need to make the changes um in your spending behavior mm-hmm. so essentially um we spoke about my accommodations and he said okay look why don't you look into help to buy not essentially the ISA, but it was it was linked to it. It was the actual schemes, um, and oh, he was okay. like, "Look, it doesn't have to be like a like a long term thing. Why don't you just get it now, or just start looking? Just think about it, right?" Mm-hmm. He told me, "Look, you you're going to be paying a thousand every month, regardless on your rent, and then you're going to be saving a little bit. That's just yeah. going to prolong the whole process." And he told me, "Why don't you just try to get a small place now?" Yeah, mm-hmm. so instead of Cut that down. money going to someone else's pocket for rent, it will go into like a pot, which is your 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 own assets, right? And and that's what made me think, okay, mm-hmm. look, maybe for the short term, I will... You can sacrifice staying in like a nicer yeah. room or a bigger room. And, and, and start okay, looking cool. at apartments where I can purchase this for now. That's a good man, you know. Maybe I need to go to a financial advisor. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like... like hey, and here are my financial yeah, And the thing is... What are you paying? To be fair, London is just how it is. You don't get so like value for how much money you put into anything. Yeah, like literally, exactly. it's, literally, I, <laughs> exactly. I will scream this until I die. Living in London is a scam. Okay, here we go. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, don't even start. Oh shit! I'm biased. I feel like I have like soul ties to London, yeah. even though I know that I'm I'm not going to get value for money. I think now thinking about it, I would probably move mm-hmm. out like Essex-ish. 
on the outskirts and then commute. But in with office, my job, yeah. I don't even have to be in the office anyway. So for me, it's a, it's almost like a win-win. But yeah, I think a lot of people are kind of coming into that same mentality that, you know, it's not not everything is good about life. Exactly. It's not and, by force um, to be in So that's the thing. So essentially, when I was looking at places, um, I was looking at um, Acton... Shepherd's Bush, so Ealing, they had some decent like new bills, right? Because uh, part of the scheme, you can only mm-hmm. uh, purchase properties that are part of the new bills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so new bills, yeah. I looked at some properties. I started uh, just put your details in, and you go through the the details of look. This is how much I earn. This is what I think will go towards the property because there's there's a split. The the bank will give you fifty five percent, and the share the help to buy will give you forty percent of the value of the property. Um, and that's for the shared equity. There's two. There's two different ones. There's the sh- there's the shared ownership and there's the shared um, equity. Shared ownership is essentially you get in you get in finesse. Okay. Yeah. So okay. okay. Look, when you when you purchase purchasing a property, I would advise everyone to try to save as much as you can to get a standard a standard mortgage, because it all depends on your situation. You don't have to rush to get onto the property ladder using the help to buy schemes. Um, because the more you read yeah. up on it, there's some pros, there's some cons. Honestly, yeah. I'm not really thinking about scheme anyway, because you can only save 200 a month. And one time I, I accidentally, because mm-hmm. I had a standing order, but I forgot that I had set it up. So I put in 200 pounds and then the standing order sent another 200 pounds to my help to buy account. And can you believe they sent me the money back? They sent me the 200 pounds back because you can't have, more than you can't put in two more than 200 pounds every month which i was just like oh this is so restrictive like it's going to take so long to save i would advise anyone who's thinking of getting a property to go through um the roots of getting like a standard mortgage um because what that does is it doesn't put you in a situation where after a certain, certain amount of years you have to start buying equity back from the government my my situation was different because right. I was going to pay rent in London regardless, right? So how I look at it is yeah. it's a short-term period of time for me to just build up that capital by paying my mortgage every month. And then before the five years mm-hmm. um, come up, we have to start paying the equity back. I have um, some money that I can use to put a deposit on another house. That's, That's kind of my okay. thinking for it because... If I was to continuously rent and try to save at the same time, it would it would just drag the whole process. So my whole thing is, look, yeah. I'm going to get this property now, live in it for five years, and before I have to start paying back the, yeah, the, back yeah, the, the interest, interest on the equity, I will just sell it. So the money that I've kind of paid every, every month for the first five years, I take that money and I use that to get um, a home outside of London. And... So that way, you don't have to worry about um, saving extra because you know that money is going to come back to you later on anyways. Um, but I would suggest, obviously, yeah. going through the standard route of getting a normal mortgage, unless your situation is similar to mine um, and you feel like this is something you can do yeah. for now until you get into the next stage. So are you um, in a apartment? At the moment, I'm in, uh, in an apartment, a new build. Yeah. An apartment. Okay, cool. Oh, I love new build apartments. They're so nice. My friend recently got one and I went to see her and the, the place for her birthday and it was so nice inside. I just love like, yeah. 
how fresh everything looks and they're always like nice interior like just all Listen, white and, you, you say uh, this and it's great like don't it. get me wrong a new build always looks great because it's fresh like it just it just looks new right but when it comes to furnishing that place mm-hmm. boy it's expensive let's get into into the furnishings because Last time we met up, you were saying how like you were you were trying to get all these deals yeah. and you're trying to furnish this and buy this. So, what's it been like trying to like furnish a place? So I moved my things in from storage and I'm kind of looking oh, yeah, at the place yeah, yeah. how it looks like, understanding where I can get things from. And um, this is when I started doing my shopping for for my for my place. Essentially, I was just told get the very basic things that you need. If you were to like, if you were to be, if you were, if you were asked to go back to London tomorrow, would you be able to live there? So it's basically a bed, um, a sofa maybe, and and a TV. So those are the kind mm-hmm. of things that popped in my mind. What about IKEA? I, Did you not like try there? Because I know I was like, going to go to IKEA, furniture. but the nearest IKEA to me was so busy. I was I was just like uh, maybe another time. And, and I think IKEA is a kind of place where you actually have to go in there okay. physically, look around, browse around and find something that you think is going to fit into your place. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, I haven't, I still haven't been to IKEA yet. So maybe next time, don't go on all these fancy looking websites trying to find something for your apartment. It's not necessary. Okay. Or, or furniture places that are kind of straight from the source. There's not like a middleman who's trying to sell it onto someone. Probably go, probably go back to the office and I need <laughs> essentials from there. But for now it's... Um, it's things that I bought from like warehouses. So there's this one place I, I went to, which um, they buy stock from Wayfair, John Lewis, um, etc. Just um, blindly buy a few few containers, and um, just hoping there's something good in there. Mm-hmm. And, and then they put that on the shop floor and just expect okay. it to sell. So I went there and I bought um, a TV stand. One thing that I did was go on to all these uh warehouse sales so depending on when this shit fucking ends up a coffee table yeah those are the two things i bought from there so the tv stand would have normally cost me about 250 from yeah um wayfair but i got i got it from there for 50 pounds only because it had like a little very tiny oh, scratch on it. So i was mm-hmm. like you know what i'm just gonna get this um coffee table was about the same i probably paid about 100 pounds yeah. for it um sofa dining table and the dining chairs I'm not going to mention the company's name, but the company pissed yeah, me off. Like, don't get me wrong. They had great <laughs> prices. They had great prices, but I waited down with 12, <laughs> 16 weeks for everything to be in one place. I have to go to London to accept delivery, right? So that just, that was just, yeah, it oh, wasn't, it wasn't okay. great. Um, okay. And I did give him a few bad reviews, actually, on Trustpilot. So we moved from there. So... <laughs> So that was like kind of the, the main thing. Like I got really good deals on my things because I knew essentially um, it's only one person living, living in that apartment. I don't need anything too fancy, anything too expensive. Um, yeah. Because like I said, my goal is to not live there yeah. for long term. It's probably like um, five years max and I'm out. So I don't. I need something that's just going to sustain me for that amount of time and then I can just move out to a better place. But yeah. I know yeah. you and I know that you have taste. So I know that. No, no, you know, the one thing that I really like, and I'm I'm sure I've told my friends this like a hundred times, is the rug. Oh my, you've seen the rug. Have you you seen the picture? Okay, listen. Yeah. The two things I'm very proud of in that farm (laughs) my rug and my pan. I can imagine. I am, I'm so excited for that. The decorating process must be so 
fun. Exactly, as yeah. Well, you can finally put your own stamp on things. Have you know what? I'll, I'll send you a picture. I don't think I'll send you when I've yeah, got my daddy's phone in there. This is where. This is how you know I'm getting. I'm, I'm getting older. Like <laughs> a pan makes me so happy. The way it's nonstick and just cooks everything so oh well. Yeah, I want to see. But I'm also. I also want to be like surprised. Oh, oh yeah, sure. Like, <laughs> no worries. Okay, cool. Like, okay. Once we sort us out, all that you'll see it. Essentially, like yeah. to kind of close the topic of the house buying, I would say it's it's it is a great thing to do, and uh, don't get me wrong, you're not really losing out when you do when you do purchase a property. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but the first thing I'd advise is go through, um, have a financial check with someone with someone at your bank or or an independent financial advisor, because mm-hmm. um, obviously, essentially, when you go to a bank, they will try to yeah. sell you something. If he's pushing me for a mortgage, he expects me to get a mortgage with them. You could with get them, a financial yeah, yeah. Um, check using someone independently and, um, and just try to understand where you are in life. Like, do you think this is the right move? Do you need this just yet? Or is it just because you feel like you want to move out? Yeah, I feel like there's a big, like a very strong social pressure to to own i don't know where it's come from but like a lot of people are talking about or i don't know maybe it's just what i see because i'm Mm -hmm. following quite a lot of like financial advisory like pages on twitter or instagram or stuff like that but i don't know i feel like everyone's kind of like everyone's saving everyone wants a house but like exactly it's it's not by force do you get like renting is is okay like it's mm-hmm. okay to rent and obviously not everyone's aspirations are the same but i mean by all means if you can own mm-hmm. own also i'm kind of like i was having this conversation with felix actually um and i was just like i'm not sure if well he said this actually he was like he's not sure if he even wants to buy exactly. just now because then that ties him to london or that ties him to this country and i was like it's so true because like I don't mm-hmm. know if I want to live here for like for the rest of my life. The it's, weather here just is so depressing. Like <laughs> I need tropical. It's completely like, understandable because the way I look at it weather. is once you you take that step, it ties into a place for 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 a number of years, right? Until you decide to move out. Um, and I had one of my friends yeah. um, who, he, as a person, he loves traveling. He loves doing. Um, a lot of um, things that require him to move around and I told him look why get a house now when you know you're not going to live there as much because you don't because he lives in London so if you don't want to pay rent maybe do this or just get up get an apartment to begin with and then you can always flip them on the market and, and move yeah. on to something else the thing with with yeah, how exactly. everything's going on on like Twitter and Instagram um, I think it's good that people are achieving these things and um, it, obviously, it's an achievement, but I just think Twitter yeah. just and Instagram just makes people our age feel like they need to accomplish everything right now. Everyone's got their 100%. own pace of achieving things, and it comes with everyone's time, right? Like you can't force something if it wasn't written for you. And um, I just think the whole shaming thing yeah. on, on um, Instagram and Twitter, where oh, you don't even have this, you don't have this. I'm like, listen, as long as you're happy with how you are living no one can tell you shit about it and and the thing is with yeah it, all, it also boils down to when people were discussing salaries on on the timeline sure we had this oh, discussion last time but it's <laughs> um yeah. someone who, who earns 90k i don't earn a third of that but i say i say desi- designers um not yeah. worth paying that money for 
everyone's gonna get onto my case. Go, oh, you're a broke boy. Only broke, you get your money up only because you don't earn yeah, 90k. <laughs> and and the thing is, look, everyone's not yeah. gonna get to that stage. Like, if I if I achieve all my goals right now, what am I working towards? It's true. It's true. Yeah. There's nothing to even look forward to. Yeah. What What's the rush? I always have to tell myself that I'm like, sis, you're 23. Like, it's good to have aspirations and, like, goals. Like, me, I'm a big person on aspirations and goals and manifestations. You know, I I have my mood boards and stuff like that. But I just don't see why there's so much pressure to, to get to a certain standard or to be a certain type of way. Like, where are you running to? Like... You don't need mm-hmm. to have. That's. What, I'm not even like gonna change my car. I'm very lucky that I even yeah. have a car. Like my parents gifted it to me for graduation. But for until I've either like got to a certain point in life, and I can have like you know disposable income, or I've got myself a property, either rented or purchased, and I'm stable. I'm not changing my car. Like I'm gonna drive that car till the wheels falls off. As long as it gets me from A to B, I'm good. We have a tendency to do a lot of impulse purchases, and and that's something that I'm guilty oh, of yeah, as well. Like yeah. I've I've bought a bunch of things that I, sh- I don't even need, and that's me sitting at home during lockdown. And I'm like, why am I buying all these pairs of trainers if I'm stuck at home in my sliders? Where am I running off to? Like that's the thing. And it's true. Where are you going? We we as young people need to really start thinking of and really understanding what what um our needs are and what our wants are and the the minute we kind of come to the self-actualization where okay look i don't need this no t- like cancel that page get off your your, your phone and stop thinking about it because the more you think about it, you, you the more you look at it you're like you know what maybe i just need to buy this just to keep it going but realistically you don't need it um and that comes that comes back to me what uh what i'm trying to do the most right now is when it comes to buying something new I need to make sure 100 percent that I actually need it because I've I've done that in the past where since uni I would probably buy every Jordan that I was releasing that month and then and then it ends up sitting in a box and then it's either I start wearing them or I think of selling them. But with me, I'm so lazy, I'm not even gonna try to yeah. post the shoes and say, look, I'm trying to sell this. Eventually what I will do is I'll wear them once and say, Oh, I can't sell it, so I'll just have to keep it. And I've done that numerous times and it's come to a point where I've gradually stayed away from spending money for no reason. Like, honestly, even with clothing, like, you know, you know, when, whenever yeah. you're on your phone and that notification hits you, like Ace has got 20% off, Zara, Zara's done this. Just, just, oh, you God. love Zara. Wait, did, yeah. did, did you buy Zara? that new fragrance? <laughs> so kind. <laughs> so kind. <laughs> No, shout yeah. out to Melissa's wardrobe, but I did see it and I wanted to smell it first. Like when I go into in. um, Zara next, I, if I do you know what? It, her influence is, nose, is I'm, insane. I'm like, <laughs> How can she get people to sell out a fragrance that people have it's purchased crazy. and they haven't even smelt it? Not even smell. Yeah, her influence is cra- Like I've done so many Mel made me do it purchases i had to at one point i stopped watching her stories i was just like no nah, this is ridiculous <laughs> do you know how much i spent i've That's helped insane. jeff bezos become a trillionaire because me and amazon 
Melissa will post something and I'll be like, oh, that's actually a good idea. And it's like, it's, I, it had never crossed my mind before, but Melissa will post it and I'll be like, that's such a good idea. Like, it, and everything that I have brought of hers has always been a, an amazing recommendation. Like, it, that's the good. product actually does work. For now, because so, I remember when I'm going to be coming down to London and you said, make sure it's, was it August? No, 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 wait. End of September, right? Yes, it was. It was end of September, Probably, and yeah, I was like, yeah. "Okay, cool," because you were like, "I need to save know. my coins and not spend any money the following month." So I we I go London, we meet up, um, we meet up with the gang, and um, I come back to I come back home, <laughs> and the fall the, the last six weeks, I'm just seeing you enjoying your life. I'm like, "Guys, who are you lying to? Why? Are you out I know you me? look good, but who are you lying to?" <laughs> <laughs> No, the thing is, a lot of um, my friends will be like, oh, let's let's meet up or let's do this. And I have quite like, I have friendship groups from loads of different places. So there's school friends, uni friends, church friends, and then there's like family, like cousins and stuff. So it feels like I'm always um, out and about, but I I am following um, Moyo's advice from the last episode. If you haven't listened, go listen. I'm going to start using my enjoyment fund. So literally, I'll put some money aside for the month. Once that money's done, if I haven't seen you this month, we're going to have to reschedule to the next <laughs> month because... Now, honestly, that's such a the, great the way of looking at things when it comes to <laughs> okay. spending because us being young people, we obviously try to make the most out of it, especially on weekends when we've been just cooped up in, in the house for a week. Um, but realistically, you shouldn't just overspend and just think of the and that's the thing it feels weird telling people to think of the future but who knows it right like who knows what's going to happen yeah like nine months no later right so that's the thing COVID, like, we, yeah, here we are. like just like obviously i'm not telling people not to enjoy themselves it's their money they can do what they want but if you're in the process where you're trying to think you need to be better with with your savings just try to set separate funds every month and just uh, try to stick to it and just try to improve like discipline and honestly, I think that's really working for me because people have literally been like, Kosa, you're really enjoying your life. You're doing this, you're doing that. And I'm like, yeah, I am. But I'm also saving. I'm saving a lot. So <laughs> nah, because what I, I do is like Monday to Friday, to I'm honest, not leaving my house. Because but... <laughs> essentially with work, I finish quite late. So when it does come to yeah, going out on, let's say, Friday night, by the time I'm done at like 6, 6.30, I can't really do much because of the curfew at 10. So yeah. Oh, so that's why that's like Monday to Friday, it's a blessing and a curse. all I tend to do is look, no. I'm working, I finish late. Um, I don't have time to go out. So Saturday, Sunday is when I actually spend some time. Yeah, see, see, and it's mainly just food, right? Like it's it doesn't really. <laughs> Yo, know, I need to try of a course. few restaurants in London actually. So, um, I've even got some to add to your list. Right, but yeah, essentially, um, when it comes to savings, I'll just be careful and just be, um, just know what your wants are and what your needs are, and just try to be reasonable and stick to it like that's the whole thing that the 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 best thing to do is try to stick to your to your kind of structure that you set yourself every month and try to save as much as you can and once it goes into the saving don't touch it unless it's like a emergency but other than that if you don't need to touch your savings just leave it as it is period cool um so i guess that brings us to a nice close for this week's episode um I have definitely learned a lot. I think my key takeaway would be um, 
booking a financial advisor, even if you're not at the stage right now to, to jump on the property ladder or to buy a house, it's good to maybe just talk to someone at your bank just to maybe find out what do I need to do to be in that position in like a year's time, in two years time. Maybe it's the fact that my credit's not that great and I need to improve my credit score or stuff like that. Or maybe even just getting a better deal on like savings account. So um, yeah, I think that is definitely a shout. So thanks, Chef, for coming on this episode, for dropping the gems. Appreciate it. Spoke about this a while ago, but yeah, and I remember when we spoke <laughs> when you were first thinking of starting Age, the podcast. Okay, yeah. And here we are, like I'm on your podcast. Like this is crazy. See you slaying on the ground. Keep doing you, man. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, so yeah, that's it, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, keep learning, stay curious, because navigating adulthood is techie. And I'll see you in the next episode. Yo, techie, you know.